Ma joins us now, Crusaders assistant coach. G'day, Jimmy. How are you, Steffi? Good to hear your voice. Oh, mate, you've been, look, I've been going 20 minutes by myself because you had a meeting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The flexibility of um, the coaching crew at the moment is pretty minimal. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. What, what was the meeting about? Can you give us a nugget? Uh, we're trying to work out how to beat the Waratahs, believe it or not. Oh, there's an idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we think we've got there. <laughs> just before just before we got a hold of you, actually, Jimmy, we had to go on a tangent. We were talking about um, this mouthguard technology, and I'm actually okay with protecting heads and stuff like that, and it appears they haven't quite got it right. Uh, there's a report come out from Northern Hemisphere that 90% of the time they take them off to check if they've got an, HI, if they've got an HIA. Uh, it's worked out that they haven't. And I know your captain, Scott Barrett, said it just seems a little bit wrong at the moment. A question I've got for you guys, have you been using these in training and monitoring them to get yourself baselines? Um, we, we've been using them at training, but I don't really know how the baseline works. We obviously had two games over in the UK where we wore them. Um, we got no incidences there. Um, had two in the weekend. Um, I think the issue with the one in the weekend was, I think it was an issue with the Bluetooth of the signal. So the signal was picking it up late. So, Quinn Strange, for example, took a significant blow, which was enough to um, take send the signal off. But then he didn't actually get the word that it had gone off until maybe 20 minutes later. Oh. So sort of defeats the whole purpose of, of that. And I think um, Anton Leonard-Brown was the same. So it was just the delay of the actual ping was the issue, more, more so than them not being sure. You know, they're coming off the field feeling like, why am I coming off? Whereas if the thing went off at the right time, they probably would have understood why they were coming off because, well, especially Quinn, I'd seen his one. It was significant enough to get him off at the time. But um, And I guess that's what it's there for, right, to get mm. um, to pick up on all of these things. And like you say, at the end of the day, it's player welfare and if it's going to mean um, less people have to retire early due to concussion or people are going to be more safe at post-rugby because of it, then um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So is it is it solely now on the Bluetooth mouth guard technology or do you still have the independent doctor's sideline? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I think mm. you've still got the doctor as well who makes the final call. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, if, if the mouth guard goes off, then it, you're, you're coming off. If the thing pings, you're coming off. I think what they want to try and do now, this was just hearing this this morning, was the referee wearing some sort of Bluetooth transmitter to potentially solve that issue that we had on um, Friday night. But a few teething problems, as we always sort of expected with it. But, um, yeah, hopefully they get that sorted and... It won't be an issue for much longer. Yep, awesome. Yeah, and I'm all about protection of the players, Swedes as well. Uh, to that game on Friday night, first and foremost, Jimmy, result aside, I thought it was a high-quality game of rugby, given it's round one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's what everyone was sort of hoping for or expecting from the game. Um, and I think they got it. I mean, the Chiefs came out on absolute fire. Damien McKenzie showed his true quality. And I think every... Fan in the country can get excited about his form there. I thought he was 
um, very impressive in that, or until he came off really, and then um, we found our way back into the game, which was, I thought, uh, awesome show of character from our crew and crew, and I thought we had our chances in the back end of that game to win it. We just um, didn't execute, which was a shame, but. The, we took a lot of lessons from that game. I think that's yes, how you say Jimmy. it, isn't it? Not yes, learning. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obviously a very regular listener to the show, and I do appreciate that. Hey, I've got um, – I usually find two or three players from each team to talk about. Um, the one I really want to hone in from the Crusaders, who I was – so delighted for and somewhat surprised, pleasantly surprised, Shea Fihaki. What an entrance. Yeah, well, I was, I was stoked with the way he went. Obviously, um, when you lose Will Jordan and then, of course, Lee Halfpenny in the preseason, um, you're going to be relying on the next man to step up. And the way Shea played and has trained all preseason, I was, I was really confident about how he was going to go at fullback. And I was just so um, glad and proud of the performance that he put out there because he's got all the skill set. He's a he's a massive human. He's got all the skills. He's got a big kick. He's um, yeah, he's a he's a complete player. Just over the last years, has struggled to be able to put um, consistent performances or a complete performance out on the field. But um, he's growing in confidence, being able to run the team a lot more, and I guess being a lot more sure in his position in the squad. So. Um, yeah, I'm expecting a massive season from him. When I was watching him, and I was also watching um, Raita Maitavuki Nipkins from the Highlanders, and you think, geez, these guys have been starved of an opportunity. A, it's a good thing because you can see how hungry they are, but B, I sort of sit here and wonder how many of these players are we not seeing through lack of opportunity? Yeah, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Like, um, I guess because they've had to wait for so long, um, they're constantly learning in the background. It's um, it's when I guess they're given an opportunity before they're they're ready and they don't take it. They're the ones that um, we often see. But um, these guys have been Jacob as well. Have been you know waiting for their opportunity for such a long time, especially when you're behind someone like Will Jordan, which mm-hmm. Shea Fihaki has been. Um, opportunities are going to be limited. So when you get your opportunity, even if you do play well. It's very hard to then keep that jersey. So, um, yeah, he spent the last four or five years down here waiting for probably a year like this. Or Although it's Will Jordan's misfortune, it's um, an opportunity, like you say, for someone else to step up and um, show us what they've got, really. The other players, uh, we won't discuss them, but I did want to tip my hat to Sevi Reese, who's been out of rugby for a long, long time, looked like he hadn't missed a beat. But there were big spotlights on whoever was going to be wearing the 10 jersey for the Crusaders, having had such a historical, legendary cast of 10s. And uh, Richie Moonga casts a huge shadow. I'd imagine you've been doing a bit of work with these young 10s. Yeah, we have. It's, we spent a lot of our time um, in this pre-season around, I guess, game understanding and um, how to control the games, tempos, etc. Um, thought Rivers did an outstanding job in the weekend. Um, unfortunately, it came off with an AC injury, which not 100% sure how long that's going to be, but it doesn't look um, too promising at the moment. So that's um, another... Uh, niggly one for us, but um, I thought Taha, when he came on as well, he's a really exciting player, someone with so much potential. 
um, still learning the game, but um, we're going to see a lot of him over the next few weeks, I'd imagine. Gosh, you're going to have to be going down to Christchurch Boys High soon and go and watch their first five play. <laughs> yeah, the boys are trying to convince me to chuck the boots on, believe it or not. Get amongst it, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're a better option going down to Christchurch Boys, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how is the coaching role for you, for example? Of course, we've got Rob Penny there now, and every head coach runs things a little bit differently is is your position and your role being freshened up a bit yeah I guess with the um, promotion of Scott Hansen to the All Black coaching setup has been the biggest change um, for me so um, Pens has basically just straight swapped with Razor and overseeing everything making sure everything's run well the connections the theming all that sort of stuff he, he's been all over that um, Scott Hansen has sort of been replaced by myself and Ta- Timothy Allison in a um, sort of split role. He's jumped from defence to attack. I'm basically doing the set-piece launch or the the strikes, I guess, and he's doing a bit more of the phase attack into the kicking. So, um, yeah, we've got a nice balance at the moment. I feel like we work well together and, um, yeah, hopefully we start seeing some nice attacking moves coming off. Gone are the days of having a head coach, a forward coach and a back coach or a defence coach and attack coach and you, you do launch, launch coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, I, my role's the back coach. That is my title, but I'm also dipping into, I guess it's the menu or the, the line-out attack, scrum attack, whatever you want to call the, the launch of the, <laughs> the actual strike. So, um, yeah, we've got... Essentially, a backs D into attack. Gotcha. To Mighty Williams, someone's text through saying, "Looks like he's done a hammy. Could be gone for six to eight weeks." Was well, that our physio? Because that's that sounds like a. Um, I'm still waiting on the time frame from him, but yes, it was a hammy. <laughs> he, he he hit a new PB on his um, speed oh, no. running down the wing there, and it was just. Too fast for the hemi, unfortunately, but he hit a whopping, he hit over 30k, which is, um, he was our second fastest recorded speed time of the night. Wow. Um, so that was behind Shay Fihaki when he made that break. So it was a pretty impressive speed from the big man. Oh, Paris Olympics, look out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, uh, wonderful host of Model Ad as well. Who, who have you, can, can you sort of drip a few nuggets about what's in the next couple of weeks or a f- few weeks? I'm every second week at the moment. The next episode will be Matt Todd, the great crusader, who uh, has now moved into the coaching ranks as well. Um, Very good man. And then the one after that, um, some of your Harness fans will will appreciate this one, but the great Dexter Dunn. Oh, wow. um, The best Harness driver in the world. He's he's the one after that. And he um, is an absolute lad. How did you know, Steffi? (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Jimmy. Good to chat, mate. Hey, appreciate it. Catch you, mate. See you, boy. There he is, assistant coach for the Crusaders. Launch attack, back coach, uh, James Marshall. Wonderful player, tremendous bloke. And do have a listen to his Waddle Lad podcast. They are very, very good listens. And the trust is there immediately because they're both rugby players and he gets a lot out of them. Right.